Hi everyone, Griffin Marie here and welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today will focus on the economic developments over the past week with specific discussion on non-farm payrolls released today, inflation risks and how to manage them, and of course a preview of next week. So I am excited to be joined today by Brian Rose, CIO Senior Economist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So Brian, it's great to be with you and looking forward to our conversation today. Thanks, Chris, and good morning, everyone. So, Brian, we received the payroll data this morning. Granted, it's only been uh, released for about 30 minutes now, but what are your immediate thoughts in light of the report's release? So, the payrolls uh, did fall short of consensus uh, once again, uh, a little more than 100,000 below consensus at 559,000 payrolls. Uh, One thing I, I would note, though, that there's a very strong seasonal pattern in payrolls. And it's hard to know, uh, given the pandemic, whether the usual season pattern is uh, you know, persisting or whether the pattern is different than normal. So really difficult to interpret this number. If you look unadjusted, so forgetting about seasonal adjustment, we have had 1 million payrolls a month since February. So four months in a row around a around million a month, but if when you seasonally adjust it, it doesn't look that good, um, you know, this month. So again, we need to be a bit cautious. Maybe, maybe the numbers are actually a little bit better than, than they seem on the surface. And another very important point from this morning's release is that average hourly earnings increased by half a percent month on month. And you know, given that a lot of low-paying jobs are being added, right? This is what we're looking for. Is and we saw it this month, a lot of jobs in leisure and hospitality, which normally pay a lot less than average, uh, are the ones that are being created. But despite that, you still have half a percent in, in, the, in the average earnings. You know, if you had that every month for a year, that 6% rise in, in wages, that's, that's an awful lot. So the data does seem to show that we really have labor shortages, and that is creating strong upward pressure uh, on wages. And then maybe finally note that the uh, labor force participation rate, which is something that uh, we're really interested in, that actually ticked lower, helped to bring the unemployment rate down to a 5.8%. But this isn't what you want to see. You want to see the participation rate rising as more people get back to uh, to work. And the data seems to imply that you know, it may really be a struggle to get employment back to the pre-pandemic level. So, you know, we figured a couple million people that wouldn't come back to work, but maybe it's more than that. Maybe maybe it's uh, four or five million people who have been permanently knocked out of the labor force by the pandemic. Okay, I appreciate the the recap of this morning's release, Brian, but shifting gears here. Now, concern over inflation has been top of mind for investors recently. What is your view of inflationary pressures in the economy right now, as well as CIO's view of investing in an inflationary environment? Okay, so I think you have to look at inflation in sort of three three buckets. Right, so we have the shortages in a lot of things right now, and the good examples. So those prices went up 10% month on month in April. They're up 20% over the pre-pandemic level. And this is clearly unsustainable. Used car prices will go back down towards normal when the shortages uh, are over. But right at the moment, we can't produce enough cars. Demand is very strong. So 
you know, huge upward pressure on, on those prices. You also have prices which are coming up uh, from very depressed levels, things like airfares and hotel stays. So, you know, those are rising quickly now that travel is rebounding, but those still have further to go. So they're still below normal and they'll continue to rise in the month ahead. But I think what the most concern is about is the sort of sustainability of inflation. And uh, here what you're seeing notably is the cost pass-through. So especially, I you know, just mentioned uh, before that, you know, wages are rising. And especially small businesses, they can't absorb those higher wages. They have to increase their prices in order to afford to pay people more. And this, uh, you know, is a suggest a more sustained increase in inflation. If wages keep going up, prices, uh, you know, that, that gets passed through and prices will uh, keep going up. So, you know, I don't think uh, we're looking at a repeat in the 1970s, but I do think that the inflation story may have changed in in sustainable way in the sense that, you know, for the last 20 years or so, inflation has generally been below the Fed's 2% target. But now maybe there's a better chance for the Fed to actually hit its target, you know, over, over the medium term. And, you know, this doesn't force the Fed to step on the brakes because inflation is too high. But it does, uh, you know, open up the possibility of rate hikes uh, in the future once the labor market is more fully recovered. Ryan, we did receive a host of other economic data points this week. Uh, what there would you like to highlight for us today? So, yeah, the big releases this week were the ISM surveys. These provide a timely snapshot of current conditions. And overall, they were very strong. The services index, which is, you know, services is most of the economy, that hit a new record high. So a very, very strong uh, you know, conditions, but both uh, the services and manufacturing basically show that bottlenecks are getting worse. So you know, more inflationary pressure, longer supplier delivery times, the more backlogs of, of orders. So the supply side is really struggling at the moment to keep up with the, the pace of the demand growth. And we also got the beige book from the Fed, and this basically showed the same thing. So a really noticeable increase in, in the language around inflation. Again, more companies passing through their, their higher costs and uh, you know, more shortages of, of everything, basically. So you know, workers are short, uh, materials are short, and uh, you know, these bottlenecks are the big story in, at the moment. Well, Brian, I appreciate the recap of the week that was uh, looking forward here, though. What should investors be looking at as they prepare for next week? So we have some really interesting data out next week and continuing on with this uh, labor market theme. Mm -hmm. First, we have the JOLTS job openings data. Job openings hit a, a record high in, in the previous month's data. We also get the NFIB survey of small businesses. And here I'm looking at two things. One is, uh, again, the labor shortages. So a record number of uh, small businesses are struggling to find the workers, but also a record number are passing along their higher costs. So, you know, these trends will be really interesting to, to look at. And then uh, we get CPI for May, which is a really key uh, indicator at the moment. You know, of course, lots of concern about inflation. We had a huge jump last month, and I think we'll see another very strong uh, increase 
in, in May as well. And then finally, uh, University of Michigan consumer sentiment. Here, what I'm focused on is the medium-term inflation expectations. This is something the Fed is very, you know, keeping a close watch on. So in order for inflation to be sustained, you really want to see inflation expectations, uh, you know, rising. And in the last last month, we did have uh, the highest inflation expectations in, in, in a decade. So you want to see if there's a further increase in those expectations. Again, uh, you know, inflation is such a key for the market at the moment. Normally, this is data no one would care about, but the market, I think, will focus on, on this number next week. Well, Brian, fantastic conversation today on what has been another eventful week on the economic calendar. And we thank you for joining us and sharing your insights and looking forward to having you back on sometime soon. Thanks very much. Again, we have been joined today by Brian Rose, Senior Economist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. And as a reminder to our clients and listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office authors a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can be located on UBS.com slash CIO. For clients of UBS, you can also contact your financial advisor if you would like to learn more about or receive a copy of any of the publications and blogs directly. Now, Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on iTunes and Spotify. Visit UBS.com slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the UBS trending video series. So from UBS Studios, I'm Griffin Marie, and thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.